Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome back to No, I'm just kidding, I'm never gonna uh, I, I usually say what's up, but I've been trying to think lately. Right so, I gotta try out something. How about, how about you start, Carter? Tell me how you can. Like, tell everyone what's up. Uh, welcome back to the On God's Time podcast. What's up, y'all? Uh, welcome back to the On God's Time podcast. Um, I am here. As a guest, my name is Carter Clausen. I play football at CSU Pueblo. This is your yeah. lovely host, Caleb Anderson, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh so, <laughs> Caleb, take over, man. Okay, that was so much better than anything I could have done. Uh, yeah, uh, welcome back. Thank you guys uh, you know, for watching this episode. I'm really excited to welcome my friend Carter. Uh, is it Clausen? Am I saying that right? Clausen. Clausen, golly, dude. It's my no, hey, brother. They're uh, all good. People say it wrong or misspell it all the time. You're chilling. Uh, you know, when we were in Colorado, you know, everyone, like, I always said Colorado, but y'all kept saying Colorado or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just can't pronounce anything. But, guys, I met Carter at uh, the FCA camp that I worked in Colorado. Uh, it was at the University of Northern Colorado, I believe. And yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was so fun. Um, it was a really great experience. Got to meet so many awesome people. Um, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about Carter before we get go, uh, going. Carter Clawson, got that right, is a quarterback yeah. at Colorado State University uh, Pueblo. Uh, they have an awesome program. They actually won the Division II national championship in 2014. Tell me if I get any of this wrong, all right? Carter started off as a okay. walk-on and eventually earned a scholarship to play at CSU, where he is a leader of Fellowship of Christian Athletes now. Uh, he just earned his degree in business administration and is going to use his remaining two years of eligibility to get a master's degree in some form of business. And I wanted to welcome Carter on, onto the podcast because I think he has a really awesome testimony. Getting to hear it at camp was really cool. And um, I think Carter's a great guy. We need to build a really cool friendship. So that's why I wanted to get him on. Did I get any of that wrong? Result. No, dude, you're, you you hit that on the head. You hit that on the head. Yeah, I'm working. I finished up technically with everything. How we set it up in the business school mm-hmm. is we have something called the three plus two program. So it's three years mm-hmm. of undergrad, and then you go straight into two years of master's uh, classes and go through our master's program. And then after five total years, you'll graduate with your MBA and your uh, undergrad degree at the same time. So I'm currently on track to get my MBA. I got two more years left and excited to get that rolling. Dude, that is awesome. I am going to have my bachelor's degree after this year, and I'm pretty excited about it. Dude, I'm stoked for you. Yeah, and then I will probably keep using my eligibility and play basketball, which I'm still pretty pumped about. But, Carter, i got to ask you the question of the podcast. Uh, This is called the On God's Time podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, the the big reason I've started bringing more people on um, is because – I love hearing people's testimonies. I love hearing what the Lord has done in their life. And I got to ask you, when did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time? And why? What is your testimony? What's God done in your life, man? So I started, you know, living on God's time about a little over a year. So um, basically throughout like my childhood, per se, um, you know, my family, we were, you know, on and off going to church. Um, I really wasn't too invested in it. My grandmother on my mother's side, love her to death, Corlin Ford. Um, she is, she's just been the biggest blessing. She would always have conversations with me, you know, 
about scripture or, you know, God in general. And to be honest with you, like I said, I wasn't too, super invested when I was younger. And so um, I really didn't take any of that to heart. And so I wasn't, a, I wouldn't call myself a believer by any means. Um, I, you know, grew up really being a people pleaser. You know what I mean? I chased acceptance from um, just, you know, peers, uh, just the whole world in general. You know what I mean? Like whatever the trend was, that's where I was at. You know what I'm saying? Whatever my friends were doing that, you know, was deemed cool or acceptable, that's what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it really took me down to some dark holes, um, and I really wasn't doing the greatest of things uh, throughout high school. You know, a lot of people would say that I was, a, you know, a good kid, which – you know, I did have, you know, good grades. I stayed out of trouble for the most part, but there was just some things like spiritually that I just wasn't like wrapping myself into really well. I was struggling a lot with, you know, I wouldn't say depression, but I didn't have the greatest views of myself. You know what I mean? And I'd really kind of put my worth in what other people thought of me, you know? So right. like I said, I would just wear, you know, what was cool at the time. I, it didn't matter. You know, I, whatever I was interested in that like wasn't deemed cool enough or acceptable enough, I would like hide from everybody. You know what I mean? And so, um, when I got to college, um, like you had mentioned, you know, it's crazy how God got me here to CSU Pueblo, but, um, took a preferred walk on opportunity, came to school here. Um, and that was the fall after COVID hit in the spring. So COVID hit in the spring of, uh, 2020 finishing up my senior year. So that was the whole crazy ordeal as well. Um, and then I go into fall of 2020, my first year, my first semester at college, D division two doesn't have a season for football that year. So it was super weird for us, that whole thing. I really wasn't getting myself to, involved with the right people. Um, and I was really putting myself down a dark hole and I was, I, I wasn't really just I, I wasn't doing well. Um, and then I kind of got some things back on track that spring into that fall of 21. Um, and then spring of 22 hits. And, you know, I have the opportunity. I hear in my exit meeting, like, okay, you have a shot to compete for the starting job. And I'm like, all right, sick. I'm ready to roll. Like, I spend that entire winter break back home. I'm watching, you know, as much film as I possibly can. I'm doing as much studying as I possibly can. I'm not going out at all. Like, I, I'm just locked in. Spring comes and, you know, workouts in the in the wintertime go really well. Practice hits in March, though. I have one decent practice to start. I have a horrible practice, practice two. And it just derails me for the rest of the time during spring ball. And spring ball in Division two, it's probably the same everywhere, you know, nationally for football. But you get 15 practices and your spring game where it's just an inter-squad scrimmage against each other. So for the rest of that time, like I was really, I lost so much confidence in my ability to, in football. And that, and keep in mind, all throughout high school and the early part of college, I put my entire identity in fo into football. I was yeah. known as a football player. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd walk down the halls in high school, like who's that? Oh, that's Carter Clawson, the quarterback, the football player. Who's going to go play at CSU Pueblo? You know, like, you know, you introduce yourself in, you know, to anyone at college, you're just like, yeah, I play football here as well. Like that, that was my identity was I play football. And so really like I had lost all confidence in my ability. I was honestly, to be honest with you, none of the coaches had said this or mentioned it, but I felt like I was on the verge of getting cut at that point in spring of 22. Like I was just so down on myself. I, I, I just, I lost the love of football. Like it was just, it was gone. And so I go into that summer trying to, you know, figure some things out. And, you know, God had really been kind of working 
in my heart, even through the darkest of times of that spring semester for me. Um, I had gotten involved with FCA a little bit beforehand, before spring of 2022. Um, a teammate named James Parker, love him to death. Uh, he invited me to come to FCA, and at first I was like a little skeptical. I went, and to be honest with you, I didn't really take it that serious, to be real with you. Um, but as you know, I kept going and going and going and going, I got involved with some other things like our football Bible study, which led to some connections uh, from you know people without you know from the outside of the university. Um, and one of them being Marta Trujillo, he's the pastor at City Church here in Pueblo, Colorado, which I attend. Um, he's just his story is unbelievable, and I can't do justice explaining his story. But what I can give you a little bit was. And he's not, you know, he doesn't hide anything. You know, he was he was a f former gang member. He's, you know, he has been through a lot of things. And he had, and I had talked about yeah. my past and what I had been through and a lot of things. And um, invited me to come to City Church um, in May. I went, um, fell in love with it, uh, started going that summer, got connected. And that's when I really started to be like, all right, like, you know, this Jesus guy really is for me. Cause at first I'm thinking, all right, like I'm too far gone. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've done this, I've done that, you know, I'm, you know, how could God ever love me? You know what I'm saying? And you know, the stigma that everyone talks about is like, you have to come clean before you come to Jesus. That's not the case at all. And so I was like, all right, like I'm, you know, I'm going to dive into my Bible, which I have right here. It's an FCA Bible from when I first went, Never, never really looked at it unless it was in FCA. But I, you know, I was like, you know what? I went, looked in it. I honestly, I couldn't even tell you what I read. But I started, I started in Genesis, and I just was just rolling. And from there on, I picked little sections out, and that's what I'm saying. Like I couldn't tell you what little sections I would read, but I'd bounce around and I'd read all these things, and then I just was like, you know what? Like, like, Lord, I'm gonna give you this chance, like. I've, I've tried every other thing in the book to fill that void for me. You know what I'm saying? To chase acceptance, to chase all this, chase all that. And I just, you know, I said, Lord, like, let's, let's, let's ride. Let's do this. You know, let's, let's take this journey yeah, together. On, let's, let's, let's work on this, you know, this journey hand in hand and, and let's see where this takes. So that, you know, fall of 22 was, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal spiritually and just haven't looked back since and just kept building, building, building. Um, I've gotten more involved, um, not to boast about this on my end. You know, God has put me in these positions to be um, just a, a leader, at, you know, a student leader at FCA, which has been a tremendous experience. Gotten involved with a lot of great people at City Church as well in small groups and made some great connections all by God's grace. Like, it's, it's just unbelievable what he's done in my life, and I'm just forever grateful for that. So that's a little bit about my testimony and where I was to where I'm now at. Dude, that was all beautifully put. That was so awesome, seriously, because, like, I, I related to what you said about, you know, whenever you're walking down the halls, like, in high school, like, people would be like, yeah, that's Carter Kassan, like, that's the football player. That was the same thing for me. I was like, yeah, that's Caleb, the basketball player. And I put so much of my identity and worth in basketball, and whenever it failed me, um, I had to really look at myself and be like, okay, who, who am I? Like, why am I actually on the earth? Like, why am I here? And I feel like sometimes, um, you know, I, I don't think that God purposefully, like, wants bad things to happen 
to us, obviously. Like he's, yeah. he's our father and he, he loved her. But I do think there are moments where sometimes it's like you have to be like, like when you get shaken, like what, what's inside of you comes out and it'll make you realize like, oh my gosh, like I actually don't have everything together. And in fact, I never will. And so, like you said, like, hey, let's give this Jesus guy a chance. And whenever you gave that Jesus guy a chance, your life has never been the same. And so that's, you know, that's what I love about your story. And I also love you, um, you know, just talking about, like, you know, hearing that uh, that pastor, like his testimony, like, dude, that's, that's how you know, like, that's just one way that you see God in your life. Like, while, like, you literally need a message and the pastor is talking, like, it's almost like he's literally, like, talking directly to you. No, literally, and, yeah. Yeah, and so, dude, I, I love um, I love your testimony. I love hearing you talk about that, um, especially, like, you know, from, like, being a football player. Like, what actually like, made you want to go into, like, being – like, what made you want to go to the next level? Like, you know, and play at CSU Pro. Like, what led you there? Well, so, it'd be, I mean, bro, it's just chasing a childhood dream. Like, there'd be times, you know, after playing youth football on Saturdays where it was just, all right, now I get to go home and I'm just watching college football games. You know what I mean? I think some of the greatest memories I had when I was little was watching that 2013 Florida State National Championship team. Like that team was – name is Winston Unreal. And so I was like – bro, I so like the child – you know, the childhood dream of like playing collegiate football, you know, was always there. And, you know, and, and honestly, it wasn't even just college football. It was just anything in college in general. At that time, yeah. I was playing basketball. I was playing baseball. I was like, I just want to, you know, get to the next level after high school and then see where it goes from there. And so football was something that I, you know, was – I found a lot of – I found fun just because of the team aspect of it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously baseball and – or baseball and basketball are team sports. But, like, from the football standpoint, it's crazy because it's, you know – from an offensive standpoint, all 11 guys on offense have to do their job in order to oh, make absolutely. them successful. And so that part I absolutely loved with football was just the brotherhood and, and everything else that football came with. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's so much of like – it's like you're playing chess physically. You know, it's so, it's so much of a mental game too, which is just – I think is uh, so fun as a quarterback, just being able to just dissect defenses and just – you know, put the ball in the right spot that it needs to be. I, I just found that so fun. And so that's something that I, you know, went after. Um, you know, I love baseball and basketball, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think my mom and she knew football was going to be the one to, to take me there. Like, honestly, yeah. a funny story was when I was in eighth grade, I was, you know, debating going either to, you know, football workouts or playing baseball. I had to pick one. I wanted to go to both, just being the, the person I was. But my mom was yeah. like, no, you got to make a decision. So we got into like, you know, a little bit of a disagreement and then just out of nowhere, she's like, all right, that's it. You're grounded. And I was like, from what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, what? Like, it was just a, like an honest conversation like you and I are having just like, nah, I want to do both. She's like, nah, you need to pick one. Nah, I want to do both. Nah, you need to pick one. So she's like, all right, that's it. You're grounded. And I was like, all right, from what? And like my Xbox, my friends, like, what is it? And she's like, nah, from baseball tryouts, your decision's made. So from then on, stop playing baseball. But it was honestly the biggest blessing because I was—I used to be the skinniest kid. Like soaking wet, I'd be 120 pounds. So it's like I, you know, it was honestly the biggest blessing for me. And then basketball—I kind of realized I was like, you know, I love basketball, but 
an opportunity to play at the next level. Football is, you know, that's what's going to be there. So I just took it and I ran with it. Um, you know, my junior year was a little tough, but senior year had a, had a great year, earned that prefer, preferred walk-on spot. Um, or my recruiting process was a little interesting, really, um, just kind of where – you know, how I ended up getting to CSU Public, that's a whole story in itself. But um, just so blessed to have God, to have had God put me in this spot with these people. It's just, it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. So thankful for that. Yeah, dude, um, for me, it was actually like the opposite. Like, you know, you talked about like wanting to like play football as a big team sport and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not trying to, you know, not, I don't want this to sound terrible. But for me, I felt like I had more control over what happened in a basketball game. Like, like, cause there were some games in junior high, like I, so I played running back in junior high and I like, I love, dude, I love football. Like, do not get me wrong. Like I absolutely loved football, but I would get upset sometimes because like I would play a really good game, but then like, you know, sometimes we would just lose. And, and then that can happen in any sport. But I personally feel like, like I use this example like in baseball. Like say a dude gets up to hit and he, say he gets four chances to hit like every time he gets up. He could literally go four for four and hit four home runs. Like he could like, you know, all, you know, single, like single run, home run. Like he could like give four points or like gosh, points. I freaking play the game forever. Four runs like, on the board, but then, you know, the other team could get up there and just smoke it, and then, you know, it's like four to ten. That dude literally did everything possible within his power to win the game. But in basketball, like, you can, I mean, now this doesn't happen all the time, but you can go score 60 by yourself, <laughs> like, if you're good enough. Like, I know, I know a dude that literally scored 73 in a game, and, like, you know, ended up giving his team a chance to win. That bad world basketball is very, very much a team sport. But for me, I guess I just, you know, I'm so addicted to winning. Like, I felt like I um, was able to impact winning a little more, and I was always addicted to that feeling. So I guess that's why I kind of, like, always gravitated towards basketball. Yeah, I get that. And to be honest with you, dude, if I had if I had a little more talent playing basketball, that would have been something I would have chased too because I did yeah. basketball, but unfortunately I was not – talented enough to and I'll and I'll admit that I was not talented enough to play collegiate basketball so I was like you know what football is going to be the best route but it's it's all good because I love football just as much yeah dude I didn't like my my family actually like not like okay my dad's side wanted me to keep playing football so bad and my mom's side like my mom's side like wanted me to keep playing too but like my dad like was a college quarterback and so like, whenever I told him, I was, like, like after my freshman year, like, I told him, I was, like, Dad, like, I'm not playing anymore. Like, I want to start, you know, taking basketball more serious and play at the next level. He was, like, all right, son, I love you. I support you. But, like, you can tell, like, medical sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. And, dude, I think that's why it's so important, though. Like, even my mom has told me occupationally. Like, she's been, like, hey, I really feel like you'd be good doing this, like, doing blank. But I want you to do what the Lord wants you to do. Like Galatians 1.10 says, uh, am I now living to please man or am I living to please God? 
if I, if I were living to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Like Paul said that. And I think it's so important, even like, you know, to, like right now, um, even if it's just the decision to keep playing the sport or to keep doing something, I think it's so important not to um, get in the people-pleasing mindset. And, dude, that's something like we've, we've talked about, like, the last two years, my biblical knowledge has increased ridiculously. Like, I've, you know, made such an effort to get to know the Bible more. And I've I've been able to say, oh, I'm trying to people-please play, like, fan Galatians 110. Oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of, like, you know, being shameful and, like, struggling with guilt, bam, like Romans 8.1. And it's like I can like quote these verses now that will help me do that. So I guess I want to ask you like what, um, what, not necessarily like what verses have stuck out to you, but like what about your lifestyle has changed the most? Like going from, um, you know, before Christ to after Christ now, like what, what has changed and like for the better, like have, like do scripture, like does it stick out to you more now? Does, um, do you see people differently? Like, what's the biggest thing? Like, how do you see God more? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I think the biggest thing, like I had mentioned in my testimony, was I was such a people. I, I did everything I could to mm. gain the acceptance of the world. You know what I'm saying? And so Galatians 1.10, it's funny you bring that up because, I mean, that's, I mean, hits it right on the head for me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I think the biggest thing for me and the biggest change is I don't look to the world for acceptance anymore. You know what I mean? I used to be so, like, I was the type of kid like in high school where it was like, you know, I got up super early in the morning because I was stressed about, okay, I got to look this way at school. I got to, I, you know, mm. I, I got to present myself a certain way when in reality that doesn't really matter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so that would be a big thing for me too. And then I think just the other thing was just like, I used to be so like anxious and worried, you know, um, just to really do anything because I just was like, all right, well, what if I fail? What if I do this? What if I do that? And so for me, like a big verse that sticks out is Joshua 1 9, you know, mm -hmm. for the Lord of your God is with you wherever you go. So, you know, and so like for me, like that's the big thing is just like being strong and courageous in everything I do because like God is with me no matter where I go. He's always with me in everything that I do. And so just having that, you know, just having him give me strength, like that's just, it's, it's like helped me like be more calm you know what i'm saying when social situations like mm -hmm. to be honest with you like i was i was telling a couple other like huddle leaders this during our time at camp but i was like i was so nervous about just like meeting everybody because like i'm so like i don't know like i'm not really outgoing but like when i was while i was there i was like it felt like comfortable talking with y'all you know what i mean like the first time we ever met in that small group when we were talking about like certain situations at camp, like it was super easy for you and I to talk and like, it was just phenomenal. And so like, I, there was nothing to be worried about, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was, it was great, but yeah, I would definitely say like the biggest change in my life has just been, I don't look to the world for acceptance anymore, which I was the biggest thing I struggled with for sure. Dude. I love that so much. That's yeah. Um, dude. Yeah. Because I, I definitely like, um, I've always been the type of person, like, I've actually been a little opposite. Like, I've been very, like, you know, I don't care what you have to say. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm not going to care. But at the same time, like, I have cared about pleasing certain people. Like, I've cared about, like, um, pleasing my parents, pleasing, um, like, my basketball team, like, pleasing people in that manner. And whenever I really gave everything to the Lord, I was like, dude, I want to. I want to stick out for the Lord and I want to make sure that people know and understand who my Lord and Savior is. And dude, 
I definitely think that um, it gets worse and it gets harder when you when you get into college. Honestly, like I think it's a little harder. Like, okay, high school is hard. Like that is a very hard period of time um, mm-hmm. to say no to certain things. But I feel like when you're in high school, you're just getting peer pressure to do something. Oh, absolutely. And, and you have the opportunity to say yes or no. When you get to college, that actually begins to become who – that actually begins to, yeah, become who certain people are. Like, as opposed to, like, in high school, like, you may be getting asked to smoke every single night, um, but you said yes so many times to it. Now it's, like, a part of your lifestyle, whatever you're mm-hmm. in college. And so for me, like, bro, college is such an important time to establish, like, who you are. And you and me have talked about that. Like, obviously, we're not married yet or anything, but I know we both desire to be one day. And so it's like, what am I doing and what habits am I building now, like, to be a better husband one day? Like, right, exactly. What, what habits, like, what about my lifestyle glorifies God and shows Christ in everything I do? And, yeah, bro, lifestyle habits is, like, such a huge thing for me, like, getting in the Word every day making sure um, I'm watching, you know, who I'm around, like what I'm listening to and stuff like that. So. No, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's also just like, it's made me think about those things, like those like habits in my life that need to be changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and it's been over time, like, you know, your walk with Christ is a lifelong journey. And so like, there's just been little things that he's revealed to me, like over time where it's like, okay, like that habit, it's, you know, that that's not that's not my way. That's not what I'm destined for you to do. Let's yeah. let's let's take you in this direction, and we've moved in that direction. So it's just you know, it's he's revealed like little things in my life that need to be changed for the better, which has been phenomenal. And things that I've like looked at where it's like it didn't even seem like that was like you know wrong. But then you know after reading scripture and after having conversations with people, you know within you know the church community at city church or just the fca community or just you know with any other believer in general like you know he always reveals to me things that just just like all right like yeah i see this pattern in my life let's steer away from that and let's move on to something greater because he you know what he has destined for you so that's another thing as well dude and that's i sometimes i think that um people kind of get this flip-flopped you you want to know as you want to know as much scripture as possible. Like you want to like that is the like dude. The Bible is the most important thing that I own, and it's the most important thing that I'm laying on my heart. But above anything else, God wants your heart. Like He just all He wants is you to love Him back. He already loves you. He already is pursuing you and wants you, but He wants you to want Him back. And like um, I saw recently that like God's love language is obedience and he wants us to, he, he basically wants us to be in a relationship with him. Like there are people who know the Bible and who know what it is who have not accepted Jesus. And so the biggest thing is like, I think when you have the Holy Spirit, like those verses begin to come alive to you and they begin to speak to you and then you can actually begin to have life through them. And so like, I guess what I want to like, just randomly, what I want to encourage you with is like, dude, if you don't know a million verses and you're around people who do know a bunch of scripture because they've been walking with the Lord for a very long time, that can be like intimidating sometimes. And it can be like, Oh wow. Like I don't know as much as them or I don't, I'm not as experienced as there. But the biggest thing is, like, everyone's journey is different, dude. Like, God wants your heart, and he wants 
you wherever you're currently at. He just wants you to grow with him, like wherever you're at. Like it's not about like, you know, knowing a million verses and going to church every Sunday. It's really just about like, okay, am I committing every single day to growing with the Lord? Like wherever I'm at, and am I a step further ahead than I, than I was the day before? So. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was something that, like, I used to, you know, earlier on in my walk, like, that was something that, like, I was, like, intimidated by, like, you kind of mentioned, like, Chance, our director here at uh, in Pueblo for FCA, he asked me to take a student leadership position. I was like, Chance, like, I've only been doing this walk for a couple months. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I'm not sure what to say or what to do in certain situations. And he's like, don't worry about that. Like, you know, the Holy Spirit will work within you. And, you know, right. all, all that matters is where your heart's at. Mm, That's yeah. all that matters. And, and the rest will take care of itself. And it, like I said, it's a lifelong journey. And so, you know, I, I will gain more knowledgeable of stuff that, ha- you know, Scripture, I will, over time. But really, it's, it's where your heart's at, for sure. Dude, I think serving is such a big thing, too. Because, like, when you go serve and you go see other people's stories, like, That'll actually challenge your faith because, like, say a kid comes up to you and says, hey, man, I've been struggling with temptation um, or I've been struggling with a desire to do blank, like, whatever the case is. Even if you don't know a scripture to help him or you don't know um, what the word says, then it's like, well, hey, man, I don't know, but I'll get back to you on that. And then when you go and you talk to your your staff guy or your huddle leader coordinator or whoever – then it's like, okay, now you know what to say next time you're in that situation. And it's like the more experience you have of serving, the more you're going to be more prepared to do it the next time. And that's like, dude, that's been such a big thing for me lately. It's just been like, like I just felt the Lord be like, Caleb, just serve. Like just serve and serve and serve. And you're going to see so many people. Like you're going to see their stories. You're going to hear their testimonies. And you're going to be able to be like, you know, even if you can't encourage them in a certain way, um, you know somebody that can or you know somebody that's going to be able to help you understand like what that person's going through or whatever and so yeah dude I think serving is such a big deal like especially like at camp like serving was so fun like I, you know um, there were some kids with stories man that I I just I can't relate to like I was like I don't know what that's like um, but I do know that um I'm here to love you and I'm here to be here for you and I'm here to guide you in that situation even if I don't know um, what it's like personally. Like, I know the Bible is um, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, I know that can be your guide. So, yeah, dude, I think I think camp was a good experience for me. I don't know about you. But, you know, just being able to, like, see those kids and their stories was really big for me. No, absolutely, man. Like, camp was such a – it was – it's crazy because I was so nervous going into it about like, okay, like first time, like being a huddle leader, like first time, like serving and working with, you know, the youth. And it was just like, okay, like, am I really built for this? You know? And over yeah. time, like, you know, through the couple of days of training that we had beforehand, before camp started and everything, like I felt more comfortable. But then, I mean, you remember during our debrief after night one, I was like shook up about some of these stories. Cause I was like, yeah. I don't know how to relate to that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, and then, you know, by seeking, you know, help from, from y'all and, um, you know, from other, some of the other staff members, it was just, 
you know, and praying about it overnight, like the Holy Spirit, like guided me and was like, Hey, like just keep loving, just keep loving, keep supporting, keep being there. And honestly, it was, that was my favorite part about being a huddle leader was just being able to serve those kids and love on those kids for the three days that we had with them. You know what I mean? Just right. being, being with them, just hearing their stories, talking to them, relating to them, tell, being vulnerable with them. Like my biggest thing mm-hmm. was like, Night one, like, I was open with them about, like, anything in my life. You know, I was like, what? like, you can ask all the questions you want. Like, I'll be an open book. And so, like, it was just so just crazy to see those kids from where they were at night one when they came to what it was like when they left on that Sunday afternoon. It was just the transformation. And I still, you know, try to keep up with, like, some of the kids that were in my small group. Just, you know, reaching out to them and just being like, hey, how's everything going? How are you doing? Do you need this? Do you need that? Like, just being there for them. And and, and a couple of them are actually going to be coming out to some football games for us this fall, which is fantastic. Going to get them set up up with tickets and stuff like that. So that'll be a great experience. But, I mean, it's just been – that was by far my favorite part was just working with those kids and being involved um, with them for that week and just kind of being a – a, a light for them you know what i mean yeah. and they were also just a light for me as well like you know we were growing with each other it wasn't just okay i'm you know i'm you know supposed to just be like a teacher to these kids like these kids were also helping me grow as well as a person yeah. you know and so that was that was such a phenomenal thing and then just being able to meet y'all like you know, never in a million years did I think our paths would ever cross Back, yeah. Know, yeah. A, a guy from arkansas and a guy from colorado like it, dude, just the people there were unreal. And then, like, you know, I made so many good friends. You know, I made – there were so many people I got close with there. Like, you know, within our conference, you know, like I got close with uh, Jaden Young and, and Aaron Ramirez, you know, an offensive lineman at Mesa, Aaron Ramirez, and a defensive end from uh, Western Colorado, you know, for in Jaden Young. I never – I huh? Are they all in your conference? Yeah, both both the guys are in our conference. So we play them. Wow. It's just like never did I think I'd become so close with those guys within our conference. And I still catch up with Aaron all the time. I still reach out to Jaden all the time and catch up with him. And it's just like we're excited to play each other this year, like this fall. We're excited for those opportunities. And it's just it's crazy. Like we never thought like we would have gotten that close. So it was just yeah. such a phenomenal experience just to meet people from all different walks of life all over the state, all over the country, just coming together for one mission. And that's just spread the, spread the good news. And it was just so phenomenal. It was by far my highlight of the summer, by far highlight of the summer. And like, honestly, like I was, I had talked to um, some of the other people like, you know, from Arkansas that came up, you know, like Charlie and Macy. um, And I, you know, we mentioned to them, I was like, like, Let's get set up for, for some of us to like go serve in Arkansas, and then yeah, you know, yeah, we all yeah, come yeah, back yeah, out yeah. and serve in Colorado. Like, just the connections, it, it was just it was unreal. And like, I'm just so excited to serve, you know, at a bunch of different camps and just next summer and just help out wherever I can and just just be a, a total servant. Like that was just so humbling and so rewarding at the same time. It was just phenomenal. Dude, I've definitely like. Um mainly after the Arkansas one, because that was my first one. Like you said, bro, that was for sure the highlight of my summer, for sure. Like, going and, you know, serving at Arkansas camp and um, and even Colorado, that was a big highlight of my summer, too, because it's like, when you get done, like, bro, post-camp depression is real. Like, you, yeah. and you're just like, yo, I'm back in the real world now. What is this? Like, mm-hmm. uh, But 
But no, I like. Um, I love that you said that about like you know meeting them and like you're in the same conference and now you're gonna like you know get to see them. So I actually um, there was a guy that I used to compete against all the time from when um, and I'm from Batesville. You have no idea where these places are at, um, mm-hmm. but they're like in football. They're like rivals, and his name okay. is KV on Austin. And we would always compete against each other. We were always talking trash to each other. And then um, when we were both in the eighth grade, we went to an FCA mini camp. And, like, dude, we hated each other. We did not like each other. We were always competing against each other, basketball, football, and track. And we got put in the same huddle. And I remember thinking at first, like, no, nah, no way this dude's in my huddle, bro. No way. Dude. Best friends by the end of it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, dude. Like, it's... yeah, like we were so close. And then, long story short, uh, you know, we we were actually really good friends after that. And a couple years uh, later, about two years ago, uh, for a semester for six months, which that's a whole other story. Uh, we were roommates at college for like six months. So I thought yeah. that was really cool, coming full circle. I think that just kind of shows you how like the Lord. Um, we'll take like you know you you think oh my gosh like I I don't like this person and I you know I can't stand them like you know they do this they do that but then whenever you actually get to know who they are like you're like yo this is a regular human being like this is you know this is an athlete this is a person who I actually really like and that's why ever since then I've had to really catch myself and be like okay don't judge a book by its cover get to know someone and get to know their full story before you ever assume who they are or what they've been through or like how they handle things or whatever like actually get to know them right yeah exactly what I no I was just saying exactly man like it's 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 so crazy to see what the Lord could do man it's so it's crazy yeah so well Carter um I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Um, I'm going to be real open and vulnerable with the people. I think my phone is about to die. So we're going to <laughs> we're gonna have to cut it off. Yeah, no, but, I, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Um, it really has been a blessing, like, just being able to meet you, being able to meet all of the Colorado people, and just being able to make that connection. Like, I've never been to, you know, Greeley, Colorado in my life, but now – uh, I'm going to be able to tell people, like, man, I met this person, this person, this person, and the Lord really worked in this camp, and it was a cool experience. So, And I'm glad you were able to come on and tell your testimony, man. Yeah, no, dude, thank you for having me. This is It's been a blessing, bro, to just have our paths just cross up in Greeley, dude. It's been phenomenal, man. I love you. I, you know, we talk all the time, man. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know you know what I always say. If you ever need anything, bro, you can reach out. So yeah. I appreciate everything that you do, man. It's been a blessing to have you in my life now. And mm-hmm. just thank you for having me on this podcast. And thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, dude. It's been a blessing having you in my life as well, man. Um, it's, sometimes you just, you know, it's crazy. Like, I think sometimes we, you know, for me at least, you know, you get kind of lonely and think, man, like, there's not a whole lot of other people out there that really want to live for the Lord in college and in their athletics. But then you join something like FCA and you're like, Hey, look, there's, there's another one. Of, there's another one of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So I love you too, big dog. And I'm just, I'm happy you were able to come on. Man. So. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys later and uh, probably have an episode next week or something. So. Yep. Appreciate y'all. All right.